are listening to the official Hitchdikes in Cape Town podcast, episode 34. 34. C4. Great weekends. We've yeah. got a lot to talk about this week. Yeah, we did a bunch. Um, Three-day weekend, first of all. Colin planned this awesome weekend for us a little while ago. We went into Robertson, which is about two hours east of Cape Town. Yeah. And it's, you know, in, in the wine country. And they have a harvest festival this weekend. So we got squeezed into this event at the Graham Beck Wine Farm. Graham Beck makes sparkling wine yeah, bubbly. That, that is famous for having been served at Barack Obama's initial inauguration and Nelson Mandela's inauguration. Yeah. This specific festival or this specific event at Grand Beck only catered to like 15 people in yeah. total, I think. And it said it was all booked, but um, I just sent an email to the person and it just so happened the day I sent the email to them, um, I was like, you know, I know it's booked up, but if there's any way we can get squeezed in, we would love to do it. Um, she just said it just so happened that two people canceled, and we were able to get into this. And I think it's really important because it was pretty exclusive. It was a yeah. There were there was a party of ten, and there were Robin and me, and then there was one of the workers there. She had two of her friends there, so there were fourteen people in total. It was awesome. Yeah, it was called, so specifically it was called Hands on Harvest. Yeah, so let's just go through yeah. what we did all day long, because it was a full day event. We started out, you know, we just, uh, they gave us all a glass of bubbly, and we just made small talk, introduced ourselves. We got in a little vehicle, and we drove out to one of the vineyards, and... And they also gave us um, shirts and hats. Oh, yeah, we all had matching shirts that said Crush Team 2013. Yeah. And then and hats. And so we all went out in our shirts and hats, and we picked grapes. We were picking a kind of grape I've never heard of before called Vigonier. Uh, Vigonier? I don't know. Well, you'll, you'll, you'll look it up. Maybe you'll be yeah, able to Yeah, I think I wrote it down, but that doesn't Vince mean I know how to pronounce Burnett. it. Yeah, it's something. Anyway, it's a green grape, and apparently it burns pretty easily. So it was kind of hard picking the grapes because a lot of them... And by burning, I mean like... It, turns into raisins. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the bunches of grapes were no good. You couldn't pick them. It was just so... It they was were, they were, tricky. They were kind of hard to pick. And by pick, we, we have to actually like cut them off the vine. Yeah. And the other thing that Colin was talking about earlier today, which is so true, is that the grapes grow at just the wrong height. For it to be comfortable to pick them, because you have to lean over a lot if you're standing, and if you kneel down, a you're kneeling in the dirt, and b you have to lift, you have to reach up. Yeah. So it's just really awkward picking the grapes, but um, we we both picked two grapes. Yeah, we had worth. two two bins. Yeah, and it yeah. was Probably about an hour, I think. Yeah, we were out there for about an um, hour, and it was really fun. And it was fun. Yeah, and it was hard, it was hard work. It was like wow, like people that do that. All day? All day, yeah. All, yeah, not... and it was so funny because, like, you know, some of the people who work on the farm were there, like, helping us out, like, carrying back our crates once we filled them up. And I was like, I can't imagine what these people think of us. We're paying money to do their job for an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but they were, I mean, they were super nice to us, even though they probably think we're total idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we went back uh, to the main building, and we had a really nice breakfast. Yeah, the breakfast um, was great. Really delicious. Drank more bubbly. Yeah, it was and like, that was where the winemaker first was like, "Look, don't call it champagne." 
Yeah. Uh, he he got really... Defensive? Yes. Defensive is exactly the right word. You know, he said, like, South Africa was the first country to sign the treaty that said we wouldn't ever call our sparkling white wine champagne. The only countries that haven't signed that treaty are America and Australia, and you guys are jerks. So I guess in South Africa, they usually just, you know, colloquially refer to it as bubbles or bubbly. Um, but I guess it's really called Cap Classique, which means it's cham- it's made in the method that champagne is made. It's just not from champagne, so it's not champagne. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. a little different. Like, they don't really like calling it sparkling white wine because that could be anything. But they're making their cham- their bubbly the same way that champagne is made. They're just yeah. making it in South Africa, so it will never be champagne. Yeah. So, anyway, um, we drank some bubbly. We drank bubbly, and, and it was just, it was, like, really, like, you know, full on. And um, after breakfast, we're like, okay, so now we're going to go sort the grapes or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So we're going to sort the grapes, and then we're going to, like, head home. Sorting the grapes was probably... It was it was the funniest it thing. It was absurd. <laughs> it was a farce, okay? So basically, they dumped those huge crates of grapes that you picked onto a conveyor belt that everybody's on either side of, and you have to grab the grapes and pick out the parts that are rotten or bruised or raisins, and then also... Or covered in bugs and snails. You guys, like, this is really upsetting, and, like, Liz and Caitlin, stop listening now. You have no idea how many spiders there are in every glass of wine you drink. There were just spiders everywhere in the on the conveyor belt and you can't grab them all um because getting a spider because we didn't want to just smash the spiders because i guess people are buddhists or whatever so like the time it takes to get the spider safely off the conveyor belt you lose a lot of burnt and bruised grapes so i think we let a lot of spiders in the wine and that's only the beginning of the grossness the grossness carries on yeah yeah i mean like when robin says Says cover. I mean, like we. How many did we see? Oh, we saw a bunch. But I it's, it's twenty it's, spiders. Yeah. Twenty spiders. Probably twenty spiders in like twenty spiders in in, in twenty eight crates of yeah, grapes. Crates. So, yeah, so you know, one spider per crate. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so a lot of. So it is a lot but you of spiders. Lose, you regardless of the spider situation, so many crappy grapes get through. Yeah. I mean, I bet when the professional but, sorters do it, they do well, a much better saying, job. Yeah. Yeah. But, but they were saying so that they fast. don't. They don't. Um, a lot of times they don't even sort. They're, they're, oh, really? Because I guess also when they're professionally picked, you have better bunches. Yeah, but they were saying like with the reserve wines, oh, okay. they'll they'll like sort those way better. But a lot of them they'll just like okay. let it go straight through. So, so all the grapes. They... But oh, if this was this was exactly like you'll put up like the YouTube clip of uh, I Love Lucy and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, because it, it was literally like Robin and I were and like. And Colin kept is... comparing it to I Love Lucy, and I was like, "There's an I Love Lucy grape stomping episode too." Which is what we did next. Well, actually, before we stomped grapes, some people were working on putting the grapes into the destemmer, which is just like this big machine that sort of rips the stems off and gets the grapes into a big tub. Uh, But meanwhile, uh, the winemaker said, who wants to be a cooper? And I volunteered Colin. So Colin had to take four rings off of a barrel to get the lid off the barrel. And by take off, you you hit it basically with... Like a wedge? A wedge, And a hammer. Yeah, but they're on really really hard and like the first one because if if we uh, you know when you see like a a wine barrel you know there's there's like four uh, four metal straps around like the top part and four around the bottom part but you have to remove the top four straps in order to like get the top of the barrel off or maybe like just in this type type of barrel it's to get the top off and 
Oh my god. So I got the first ring off or whatever. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I was fatiguing a little bit. But like everyone, or not everyone, but like the, the I don't know, like the winemakers were like, okay, yeah, it's good. All right, now I'll just get the next Three one. Three more. I was like, what? And oh my god. Yeah, so that was hard. And I like had to pretend I wasn't super fatigued and my forearms weren't killing me. Um, but after that, so we, we got. We stopped grapes. Yeah, yeah, so we were able to do that. And so that was basically, if you happen to roll through Grand Beck in the next couple years and you have a 2013. No, in a year. They, okay. were they were saying like. In a year, their 2013 Vignet. Vignet or whatever this wine is. Um, and they said they put a little bit of Vignet in some of their uh, blended. So yeah, if you taste aroma of hitch dyed foot. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, so Robert and I were the only ones stomping in one of the um Because all the girl all the girlfriends who were there together stomped in one tub together. They stomped one and then Rob and I were running around in ours. And we we were like maniacs on that grape yeah. floor. Feeling and it felt it. great. Yeah, it did feel And really then good. our feet looked beautiful afterwards because grape acid is is naturally exfoliating. So our feet were really pretty at the end. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was so much fun stopping yeah. on the grapes. And then after... Oh, and mean, meanwhile, like, while we're doing all this, you just, you have to also envision that, like, um, the winemakers and, like, ever they're explaining everything. Yeah. Like, literally, it's not just like, okay, so now we're going to destem, but it was like, or, or sword or this, it was just like, everything was explained. And, you know, we won't remember, you know, it all, whatever. Oh, but, which like, I will it was, it was so cool. It. So, like, it was after we did that, um, and you, we, like... You know, cleaned up a little bit. We got the factory tour. We got the yeah, we got the factory tour. It was awesome. And then my favorite part of the factory tour was when they showed us the guy goes in with a wine glass into the bottom of this big spinning grape turbine thing. Was that was that what that was when they, they were getting pressed? I think so. Yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever. It he was like they were pulls pull- out this water this this wine glass full of it was really like pressed grapes, brackish water. Yeah, it looked like like um, like imagine like jumping into a lake and then like that's like relatively clear, but like but it has like a really muddy bottom. And as soon as you do that, and you see all like the mud like float that up, that sounds so much more appealing than what it really looks like. I mean, I don't know. Well, I I'm, say, I'm like, a lake the, person at heart. When, but like when the mud comes up, then it's like all just murky and stuff. It looked to me like when you mop a muddy floor and then oh, okay, you okay, dump yeah, out the bucket. <laughs> that's what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Fair, it yeah, was okay, super good. gross. Yeah. And but he tastes- takes a big sip of it, and I'm like, holy cow. And then he's like, no, try it. And we all did, and it's it's just pure grape juice. And oh, it, it was, was, yeah, it was incredible. It was, it was really delicious. Good. But what was so cool also is that we passed, he passed the um, glass round to everyone. So, like, it was 15 different people uh, took drinks out of it. And then when we were done, he didn't want to waste it. So he took a few more, a few more sips, and then... Poured the rest back into the. Oh yeah, well that happened over and over again. It was awesome. So like our feet and our spit are all over Grand Beck wines. It's awesome. Um, Okay, so so then then, the the wine from or the the juice from there gets pumped into those fermentation tanks. Yes. Right, and then we saw those, and we got a few good pictures of those. I mean, they're it's very stunning. Tons of yeah, because they make so much wine there; it's unbelievable. And then, uh, then we tasted the base wine. I still don't totally understand what we were drinking. Uh, they okay, look like think, fruit juice. Yeah, but like some of them were like, "This is what sour tastes like." Yeah, it was this amazing. Is what tart tastes like none yeah. of them tasted anything like wine, and they just were—they were so strong. And like the winemakers, like really have learned 
Like, they can appreciate all these differences between them. There were, what, yeah. 13 different base wines that we tasted? Yeah, And to yeah. me, it was like, like is this re remarkably sour, or is it slightly less sour? Yeah. Well, I, I Some, think I mean, like, it would taste like, this one tastes like lemons, and this one tastes like strawberries. You know, like, there were different I th yeah. flavors. But I think what base wine was, I think they were saying that it was, like, this is what the wine tastes like after fermenting for three weeks. Yeah. Or four weeks or five weeks. And, oh, my God, it goes a long way. But what was so amazing is that these, like, wine makers, um, they would taste it and stuff. And then they'll they'll be able to tell, like, what it's going to taste like in they'll know, a year. They'll know what that that wine will end up tasting like. Yeah. Which is... Or, like, if, if they need to add something or right. take something away, they'll, they'll, they'll be able to tell, like, whether if, if it's... If the fermentation's going well, it's crazy. Yeah, so we tasted those. Then so we, then they took us back. Yeah, we into, went back to where they do um, the, the bottle fermentation. The bottle age. I got to yeah, yeah. ferment fermenting. Yeah. Um, oh, this was cool, yeah. So, they, cool. so at first, and again, I'm kind of confused about what the, like, they had the small barrels of, of wines, including what we had smashed earlier. And you do something called punching down the cap. Because the skins on the grapes, they float up to the top, and you want to keep putting, punching them down so that they're in contact with the liquid to make it ferment yeah. properly Cause in like the when, barrel. Because like when it ferments, it, um, the gas that the yeast produces, the CO2, yeah. pushes everything up. Um, and so yeah, so you have to do that. And so that was fun, just like pushing those down. And then when get your hands dirty. Yeah. But then we went and looked at their bottles that are fermenting. There's so many bottles. It's just yeah, breathtaking. It's, it was like to we, get the carbonation in. And yes. Maybe, is it is it for aging as well? Yeah, I think so. But for champagne, it's to make the carbonation happen. And the thing that's so interesting is, um, as the bottle car or carbonates, um, it creates a yeast plug in the bottleneck. And the, they showed us how they get the yeast plug out. Uh, they freeze the bottleneck, and then they lift off the cap, and the pressure just makes the yeast plug shoot out. And then we tasted that raw yeah. or that raw bubbly, and it was like really delicious because it's the driest it's going to be. Like the way that they, the way that it changes from there to when they sell it is that they add sugary stuff. So I like dry champagne. So I really liked the raw bubbly. Yeah. Yeah. Get rid of that, that so then after that, we got back on the little bus and they drove us around the, the grounds and they, they have um, a like tiny game reserve. So they kind of showed us that. Um, and they told us a lot about like the different programs that they have at the wine farm. Um, they do a lot of like community building stuff. Like they basically do like training and education for everybody who works on the farm and their families. And they're, they're like real like eco-friendly. So for every hectare that they... That they grow wine from, they have four hectares of um, conservation conservation land. Yeah, and uh, um, and it was also it's also neat that they have a game reserve. Yeah, so we went out um, into you know the their lands, and they had like a nice lodge, and we had a really delicious lunch. They did like a proper braai, and we had yummy meat and delicious quinoa salad and more wine and. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And then we went back, said our goodbyes, and went to our hotel. Yeah, but I mean, it was just an incredible day at Grand Beck. What a what a fun event. We just had such a great time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we were exhausted at the end of the day. So we checked into our guest hotel, which is like a little bed and breakfast in Robertson. Uh, the name of which we don't remember how to say. It's German. It was quite nice. I'll put maybe I'll look it up and put it in the post. Um. The next day. 
we went out to because you know we're in wine country so we're like well let's go do some wine tastings but anyway like after our first wine tasting we were kind of like oh we're wined out yeah one thing one thing we noticed about going to these like wine tastings is that they're like usually all the same where it's like you know there's a few wines that you like and then a bunch that are just you okay. know okay or whatever you know whatever and teach their own with tasting with you know they're flavors that they like it just seems like, to all blend together after yeah. a certain point and maybe if we had more sophisticated palettes it wouldn't be that way but yeah so we um just got lunch uh instead of continuing to do tastings well let's talk about dinner so one of the reasons we're really excited to go out to robertson is that they have a reuben riffle restaurant at the small robertson hotel uh, Ruben Riffle's like a South African celebrity chef, and I put on my list of 30 things I want to do before I'm 30 is eat at one of his restaurants. So he is the creative concept chef or whatever it is for this restaurant in this tiny little bed and breakfast. So Colin got us a table there. I just sweet talk him. Yeah, well, something like that. Slash ask. It's, you know, it's a fancy restaurant, so they have all the kind of ridiculous stuff, like they put flavor-infused foam on your food for no apparent reason, and but it was really good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I had, oh, we had, we had... What did we have those first thing? Amazing? <laughs> amuse-bouche. Amuse-bouche? Yeah. Weird. Yeah, so it came with an amuse-bouche. I love a good amuse-bouche. I had a fancy gazpacho for a starter. Colin had some kind of fried seafood. Um, I had uh, a pork belly meal it was like caramelized um and had like this is what Robin was saying the ridiculousness it was a f i had a foam a pineapple foam pineapple foam that was and that that was really really good but then robin mine was mine was better because i'm really good at ordering i had the gnocchi it was just so fluffy but also chewy and flavorful and cooked perfectly it had a nice little crispy outside yeah, and they so were big milky. Big, big. And, um, but it was really good. And, oh my God, like that hotel looks amazing. Yeah. So, um... But it was like... Crazy in order, to, in order to stay there, yeah. Like it's... It was like three times as much as the hotel we stayed at. And the hotel we stayed at was really nice. So, yeah. anyway, um, I hope you've enjoyed hearing about our super fun, awesome weekend. We certainly enjoyed having it. Yeah, it was really, it was really, 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 really sweet. So thanks, Colin, for getting that all booked and set up for us. And You're for being welcome. there and being fun and cute. You're okay, too. Thanks. All right, have a great week, guys. We'll be back next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. But yeah, um, when this podcast goes up, the Oscars will be said and done. Jessica Chastain will have worn a yellow dress. That's my big prediction for the Oscars. Mm. Then you can just delete it. Yeah. Actually, actually, you can just say, Jessica Chastain will wear a purple dress, is my prediction. Jessica Chastain will wear a green dress, is my prediction. Jessica Chastain will wear a gold dress, is my prediction. It's my prediction. Jessica Chastain will wear a black dress. Boring. She's not that boring.